0: All right, everyone, I want to introduce you to one of the coolest people I've met in the last, I don't know, I mean, I guess I've met you online before, but I met you in person briefly last year in San Diego and then this year in Orlando. And you are, you wanna introduce yourself? I
1: am Franny Strober-Casano and I am a librarian um, on Long Island in New York. And I do romance collection development for my library, so I'm a reference librarian, and um, you know at the desk, but I do collection development for romance specifically,
0: which is kind of a dream job, I think,
1: for a lot of readers and writers. <laughs> it really turned out to be kind of a dream job for me too. Like you know when you work with pieces of the collection, you know sometimes you get something that you're not totally in love with, but you do it because it's really important for the community to have the most well-rounded collection so they can grow and the collection grows with the community and that's all very important. But to get something like romance and to have it fall into your lap, it was just, I had no idea how much I was literally gonna fall in love with it. Pun intended.
0: Ah, I like it. I love puns. Let's, let's have an all-pun podcast. Okay. Well, let me just back up a little bit. So what? why did you become a librarian? How did you get started in the, in the industry, if you will?
1: Okay, um, this is kind of a long story. Um, so I really didn't love libraries growing up, which is kind of amazing that I became a librarian. I, was, I, I didn't have great librarians growing up. So, but I love to read, and um, what ended up happening was, when I would get these jobs, you know, high school, college, and then my first jobs, I always ended up doing some kind of organization of information. So whether it was, I was the requisite filing person when people didn't want to do it, or um, I I briefly worked at American Movie Classics, and um, they had a, they had a book collection that was in shambles and my you know my boss was like please can you organize these books for us um, and i did and then the, the um screener tapes and i would label them and i would just it would bring me joy to just organize everything i just really loved it and um it just sort of kind of followed me along and um You know, I'm not really like a neat freak at home. I I mean, I'm okay, but I really love to organize things. So family members of mine said, you know, you should think about library school. You know, it's like a master's degree. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah, maybe I'll go for it. And you know, I just wanted to check it out. And um, I was thinking of archives because of, you know, having a film and TV background. And um, what ended up happening was I really, really enjoyed the public library side of what I was doing. And just working with the community and being involved in the community and helping to build a collection for them. And talking to um, patrons. I call them readers as well because they are your readers. Um, And I really, really loved it. So I kind of just went for it. I just went for public libraries, and I've never looked back since.
0: I think it's kind of, I mean, knowing you the way I do now and that I've spent time with you, I think it's such a perfect job for you because you're also very social and outgoing.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: And I can tell that you really love, really probably do love reaching out to the community and 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 trying to help them Um, so thank you I think you're you know you think back to you said you didn't have great librarians in the past but um, maybe they didn't really like people
1: (laughs) you know I I really am starting to think like the older that I get I'm starting to think that um, that might actually have been the case and uh, certainly they didn't like children which is a shame kids are cool
0: That's the coolest, and if you get a a kid in your library, you've got a customer for life, right? Right?
1: I try that. I love the one-on-one with the patrons. It's just a lot of fun for me. Okay, but you're not giving them romance books, or are you? Well, I mean, if they're teens, I really am (laughs) starting to do that, to be honest. They're really into it.
0: Well, we all say, I mean, it's kind of universal in the romance world that we all say we started reading them when we were pretty young.
1: Oh, yeah, but, I mean, YA romance also. That's something I'm just sort of getting into. I don't really have a strongest background in that right now, although there was a wonderful workshop um, that they had for the librarians at RWA um, last week that was really good, just really got a good sense of of what to do because we have a dedicated um, young adult librarian at our library, so she really takes care of that romance side, but now we decided that I think we're going to start teaming up in terms of the romance, so, so I, I'm looking me, forward to that.
0: Yeah. So tell me more about the. Um, what did you say? It's building a collection. What's the terminology
1: there? Your. Yeah, collection development. Collection I mean, it's just it's just library speak. <laughs> it's just curating. It's just curating whatever you like, and instead of it being what personally appeals to you, it would be what the what the community what appeals to the community so you sort of as years go by and as time goes by and you get a feel for the books that you have the books that are forthcoming the books that didn't work um genres um topics um and you know of course i'm including nonfiction in this and media and you just in different kinds of media and you just sort of get a feel for it as you go. And you know what works for my community may not work for the next community over, the next town over, but maybe three towns over, we have very similar collections. Um, so it's just sort of as you go, you just kind of develop a read for it. And in terms of the romance, I mean, You, Lindsay, probably already know that the readers are so voracious and they actually know more than anybody could possibly know. (laughs) So I kind of rely on that actually, not in terms of like how to do my job, but I rely on the feedback in terms of how to keep this collection kind of alive you know and I really like to talk to them about what they're looking for and what works for them and what doesn't and I kind of love the debate to be honest like if I give them something and they don't like it I really kind of look forward to that conversation sometimes even more than fangirling over what we do like
0: I was thinking when I was thinking of things to ask you about. I mean, I, I love the idea of you giving something to people and they are always big fans and they're always just like, thank you, this is just what I wanted, but it can Aww. also be
1: terrifying. <laughs> well, it is, if you, it is terrifying and they don't, they hate it. It is kind of, ter- I mean, thank you. It is kind of terrifying in the sense that Are they going to be, like, super mean to me and, like, never come to me again? Um, Because, like, I I always kind of, because I don't really know them. You know, it's kind of, there is a professional relationship, even though I always say how much I love my patrons, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But there is that sort of feeling that you don't want to fail them. And how I got into my situation in the first place is because the person did sort of fail them. So we had to build that trust up. You know, she it was not anything against her through no fault of her own. It just sort of, she didn't understand what was popular and what people were looking for. And she made the choice based on previously and challenges. And um, we wanted, well, we meaning the director calling me in and saying, can you please help her out with this? Because we really need to give the patrons what we want. And I knew very quickly that if I didn't jump in and read along with them and know what I was doing in my guts, right, not just for my job, that they would call me out as being, you know, this doesn't mean anything to her. And, you know, romance means a great deal to everybody that reads it. True. So.
0: Are there any other subgenres that get this much attention in the library world?
1: Well, in my library it's a little interesting. Um they're really into erotica and erotic romance. Oh. <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's really kind of awesome um to have those conversations in the <laughs> library. I mean, and it really is. I mean of it's course It's not you your mother's to,
0: library. It's not your mother's <laughs> library.
1: I mean, but you know, you would be surprised at the you know, the ages it's an ageless thing you know these ladies that are on the older side like consume it like i've never seen and um, it's really a lot of fun to talk to them about it because you know we're not getting like into the nitty-gritty we're just talking about you know the store because the content isn't as important as that making that connection with the reader um, and my patron right right so and like i say i use that kind of Even though I call them readers, they're your readers, they're authors' readers, but they're still readers. And um, I just really like that connection. So regardless of what we're talking about, um, the content, I mean, um, I look forward to the conversations. And then also historical, it's not going anywhere. Um, Romantic suspense is huge. And I have a couple of men that actually have been interested in some of the recommendations that I've given them that are in the romance vein of things. Um, And, you know, like werewolves, of course, vampires come and go, aliens was a tough sell, like a super tough sell, but you know, once I talked about Ruby Dixon and Grace Goodwin, I think they were on board with it. Um, Nobody wants zombies. Nobody wants zombies. Um, dragons have been difficult, but I just say Game of Thrones, even though it's, it's not really related. <laughs> I say Game of Thrones and <laughs> there they go for it. you yeah, know and it's a hard well. thing. It's hard. It's a hard it's a hard sell. And then of course, um, I've been getting some patrons lately. Um, you know I have a lot of erotica uh, and erotic romance patrons, but I have recently gotten two sweet contemporary, which is like closed door sweet 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 and it's awesome because I haven't read it in a long time so it's kind of cool to go back to that for their sake I really enjoy that too
0: so if there was a patron let's say someplace in the middle of Texas and (laughs) they notice you know okay I'll just say it's me And my library, I can tell what people like there, or at least I hope it's what people like. Right? Yeah. There's just there's a lot of inspirational romance, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of. Um, they really love some mysteries with knitting and cats and and <laughs> recipes.
1: They those cozies, love them. Yeah, those cozies, which,
0: which I have no problem with any of that. But, you know, it's a very. The collection is is very tilted one way, and so right. if I move down, let's say from your neck of the woods, and I'm used to um, erotica, how does one go about talking to their librarian about, hey, where I lived back home, we had these kinds of books in the library, and you know, what can we get there?
1: Um, I get questions like this a lot about um, suggestions for purchase and collection development. We, you know, collection development policies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of the reason why a collection might look like yours is because I mentioned earlier about how we take a look at what's worked in the past and we kind of go from there. But if you don't have a finger on the pulse of what the patron is looking for now, um, that's sort of an issue with libraries right now, is that Mm -hmm. they don't... We really are moving towards patron-driven, what's called patron-driven acquisition. So basically what you just said you come over and you say, I am looking for erotic romance, and thanks for these cozies, they have really been fun, but I'm really looking for this erotic romance. And you would make the suggestion, and as long as in your library or your library system, however it works, as long as what's called the collection development policy, as long as it fits into that, um, and there are a number of factors in terms of a collection development policy, um, because everything every library, local library, and every library system operates differently. Um, they should buy it because if there's a demand for it, it needs to be bought plain and simple, where a library is doesn't doesn't fill the needs of of what it's there, what its purpose is. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so I say just make those suggestions and, yeah. and see what happens.
0: Well, okay, and here's my, uh, I don't know if this is related or not. Do librarians talk to each other? Like, do y'all have your own message boards and forums? (laughs) Because, you know, writers do, and we all share information. Are librarians kind of interconnected and will know, oh, this is a big thing coming up over there. I might want to pay attention to it here.
1: Well, we are and we aren't. And again a lot of librarians um there's sort of an age and digital divide and i'm not being ageist when i say that there really is um and if you don't practice technology even somebody who was tech savvy maybe five years ago may not be tech savvy today if they haven't been practicing and haven't been Mm. keeping up with the times um and every time there's an update into um you know, for something like Overdrive, which is what my library uses for the um, eBooks and, and audio downloads. Um, if you're not strong on that and you're not using it yourself, it's very hard for you to um, to assist patrons and to um, kind of be sharp, right? So yeah, there's a there are meetings and there are forums and there are um, professional development opportunities that you can do. And RWA is really, really, honestly awesome about that in terms of libraries because they really help on a national level they really help you in terms of What to look for um, with building and maintaining your collections and then at the national um, conference they offer a librarians day and it's a full day of just really awesome panels and we get to connect that way so you know at 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 conferences like rt and rwa you know you meet librarians like yourself and maybe um you know people that are in charge of entire counties and um, districts and regions and you just kind of talk to each other and get a sense and then you keep in touch with one another and you just you know you just kind of play around just the way authors would you know but you have to be. You have to want to make those connections. And a right. lot of librarians, like some authors, very introverted people. Um, so, but I but I say that with love, you know. Yeah, and I yeah, I had I been judge. introverted. I had been introverted. Believe me. I mean, you say I'm social, and I, that's that's awesome that you think so. Um, <laughs> because for a long time, super shy, super like, I just fangirl. I wasn't. <laughs> I I love I love people though I do love people,
0: and that comes across. And I am kind of shocked that you said you're introverted, but you know. But well, just as a side note, introverts can be very social. You know, I consider myself an introvert, and when I come to RWA, man, but that's my time. You know, I want to I want to talk with my people, and um, but just for everyone who knows, you knew everyone at RWA. And (laughs) as a side note. RWA stands for Romance Writers of America, and they had their national conference uh, last week in July. And RT stands for Romantic Times. So, uh, just in case anyone out there doesn't know that, but um, yes. but yeah, you knew everyone every time I turned around. You were you were talking to someone and. Then talking to me, and I felt special. Aww,
1: I felt special. <laughs> I felt special when you talked to me, and I don't even know how it happened that I know everybody. I don't even know how that happened.
0: Well, you're big on social media. I think
1: that's well, one oh, thing. As you get involved,
0: well, you get involved in conversations on Twitter, and you know, other librarians do as well. But I mean, I think most again once. Most authors love librarians because we either love the library as a kid or we love y'all buying our books and recommending. Them. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. I, I mean, what's not to like about a librarian? But so, what else? So, it was last year like we briefly, briefly met right. at, at RWA in San Diego. And um, again, no introversion there. I think you we squeezed each other's necks and became instant besties
1: we did uh, we did right <laughs> it was awesome yeah. we've been in touch ever since was that your first rwa or had you gone to one before that that was my first full rwa okay so in 2015 um romance writers of america um conference was in new york city which is maybe 50 minute train ride from me okay and like 50 50 minutes and um basically my director was like, okay, you can go to Librarians Day which at that point was in the middle of the week. And you but you can't go for the full conference because oh. what happens is in, with Libraryland there are certain conferences that are like on the on what's called a rotation. So Usually it would be like American Library Association, Public Library Association, the State Library Conference, maybe if you have a local library conference, that sort of thing. So something like RT, Romantic Times, or RWA, that has to be proven a little bit. And at the time, I had just taken over the romance maybe two and a half years prior, and I wasn't doing anything national i was doing it all local i was just kind of getting to know stuff and catching up on the reading so i really wanted to go in terms of the workshops and he was like yeah go for the workshops and then when i came back and started to apply what i learned and i really did do that rwa really does a great job on their librarians day he started to see okay you know what maybe you should go the full week so last year was my first full and okay. then this year, of course, for, I, I just went for it.
0: So what are the benefits for other librarians to attend RWA?
1: Well, for me, um, because I was given this um, genre-specific um, piece of a fiction collection in my library, um, it really helps keeping current because genre fiction it doesn't even matter if it's romance it could be mystery like we were talking about the cozy mysteries it could be sci-fi and fantasy if and it could be manga and it could be anything that is like a sub-genre within a huge genre okay like we talk about romance like it's the genre and then we have sub-genres within romance right mm-hmm. but in a library romance is considered the genre and then you just break it down um It just helps you keep current. So the benefit of going to um, a conference like RWA, even the full conference, not just Librarian's Day, you really get a finger on, on the pulse of what's really going on and what's forthcoming. Forthcoming is really the thing. You need to kind of keep an eye out on what's coming up that you order, because we get to see those books six months ahead of when it hits the shelves. Okay. So as soon as you turn it in, pretty much as soon as the editor slaps it up somewhere, we got we get it if we want it.
0: Well that produces a little anxiety in me, but also <laughs> no, it shouldn't <laughs> it should produce awesome in you. It's great. But, yeah, also excitement. So just between you and me, what is forthcoming that you have heard about that you want that you're excited about or you're gonna let people know about?
1: Okay, I really I really am excited about Two historicals coming up. So, um, Joanna Shoop and Tessa Dare have two coming up. Yes. Um, so, daring arrangement and Duchess deal. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. And then, have Tara's, you read them? I I have them. I did not. I started Joanna Shoop's. I did okay. start Joanna Shoop's. But you know, my TBR. I have to be honest. My TBR is I know. over a thousand. Oh. Because it is. It really is. Because. I read for work and I read for fun. Are you a fast reader? And I am a very fast reader. That's good. And I reta- and I retain it and I do retain it. I can't good. believe it, but I yeah. do. And but that also takes practice. Right. You can't just yeah. You can't just be a fast reader and retain it. You have to just kind of read and and it's like it's like uh, if you're training for a track, you know, if you're a race, you're doing like a five k or a ten k. You have to train. You can't just go in and and win. You have to practice.
0: So it's the Joanna Shoup, um, because she writes, like, Gilded Age, right? American? Yes. Okay. About
1: it. And then, um, okay, another thing is Tarasumi has a romantic suspense series coming out.
0: Ooh.
1: And I'm super excited because her erotica and erotic romance are very big in my building and I happen to like it personally I love master professor just came out a couple of months ago
0: yeah
1: um but I'm really interested in seeing her romantic suspense I don't have it in my hands yet but these are three that I'm super pumped about um and like I said you know if you haven't read it yet but the buzz and the covers are beautiful mm-hmm. and it's just I love okay this is something I did want to say about covers okay um, when we're talking about appeals and um, the covers that are coming out and the books really do tell the story and the patrons the readers they look for that they're actually they actually are judging the books by the covers they really are doing that
0: yeah and
1: Alexandra does an amazing job in terms of that
0: oh my god. covers
1: are so phenomenal
0: so for those that don't know, uh, it's a colleague and often a collaborator of mine, Alexandra Houghton. She also has a uh, cover design business, and she did our cover for the Last Plus One anthology that we released last year, and
1: um, we really loved it. But <laughs> No, it looks like you're joining a Hamptons party. Like, you're looking yeah. at the cover, and it's like you're walking up to a party in the Hamptons. It really did look like that.
0: Wow. It was, it was unique, but I, it's just beautiful, so. Uh.
1: And didn't she do Kelly Mars' um, Bridesmaid in the Hurricane? Didn't she do that one? Yes. And she's. So good. I mean, I can't think of all the, well, so, and I don't know
0: all the ones she does because she kind of has secret clients sometimes. So. Oh, should I
1: not have said that? Then? No,
0: no, 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 okay. no, no, no. I think when they come out, but like, I know she works on people's and then she's like, oh, it's kind of a, or a new pen name or something. So I don't know all, all the details, but she does do good covers and, um, and it's really interesting because so, you know, you grow up and you hear this, don't judge a book by its cover and it's all very pithy, you know.
1: Right, but now works. it's the opposite of that.
0: Yes, and then you become an author, and the cover is so important. And you want to, for the first six months, year of your career, you want to yell at people, be like, buy it anyway! And then you go, no, because right. if I'm a reader, the cover does matter to me. And, um, and I don't know, it's so tricky, because I think going back to when you said... Um, Sometimes men buy romantic suspense.
1: Oh, yes. And
0: I know that J.D. Robb, who is also Nora Roberts, has a big male following. And I sometimes read either romantic suspense or urban fantasy. And I'm like, this would be, men would love this book if it didn't have, and they would buy it, but there's this woman in leather pants and a sword on the front.
1: Right. And they
0: don't. And I don't know that that's necessarily a problem we need to overcome, but it just tells you how a cover will appeal to different demographics. I mean, take off the woman with leather pants and put a man with, like, a machine gun, and they'd be all over it. So,
1: And, I, I mean, that is true. Like, I, I mean, that is true. But, again, you can't make somebody go for something mm. that they don't want unless you know them and you know that there's something in it that's going to appeal to them and you have to just kind of work that out of of your librarian patron or author reader relationship. I I often recommend books that somebody might not otherwise get because I think that based on previous discussions they might really like it or of course based on buzz Right?
0: I mean, so personally, what have you read lately that you are adoring and loving?
1: Um, I love Opal Carew. She's oh. hilarious. Um, and she's, she does erotic romance. Um, hilarious erotic romance. Yeah, she's great. Love it. Um, I mean, not all of it is funny, but the ones that I've read <laughs> that are really good. Um, and I just want to go back real quick. Um, okay. The Joanna Shoup, yes, is New York yes. City's Gilded Age. And um, it's her Avon debut. And the heroine is English. And the um, the hero is like this American scoundrel. Oh, my gosh. I love the ones that cross the pond. Um, I love the crossing the pond, too.
0: And Laura Lee Gerke has her American heiresses that I just loved. Um, because it just gives you a slightly different twist. Um, the characters have a slightly different viewpoints. And, of course, you know, the English side is always shocked by something the Americans do and
1: vice versa. It's, right. it's just a little fun and something interesting okay so getting back to um some of the books that i've loved um robin lovett has a dark dark stalker romance series and um there's one called stranger oh my gosh it was the first one fantastic her heroine's point of view um you know stalker's a little tricky but but (laughs) robin nails it understatement and it's yeah no i mean but i love because the first scene is the heroine's point of view Mm -hmm. so the heroine is basically the one sort of driving it Uh, just i i happen to really love it i hope that if i'm putting it out there other people will like it if they don't come back and talk to me come back and talk to me about it on (laughs) twitter on twitter um i will read anything alexa riley puts out i don't even care they can put one word up on a page and i will read it it'd be a good word right (laughs) um of course Alyssa cole alicia rye hate to want you sarah mclean um olivia dades love struck librarian series of course because i'm a librarian but her her there's they are just the banter and it's sexy and the heroine the librarians they're just wonderful. I mean I just I want to work at that that library so badly. <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of Nico Rosa's Black Ops Automatic series, um, and he was just nominated for a for One Minute to Midnight, and it is just I I can't say enough about it about that series. Um, and he's
0: he we met him or I met him for the first time. Uh, at RWA and he was so pleasant and awesome and easy to talk to
1: which yeah was, he's a cool dude which
0: was refreshing in some yes
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do highly recommend that series um, Rogue Desire um, that's Lynn yes. an Anthology so um, Adriana Anders Dakota Gray, Emma Berry Ainsley Booth, Tamsin Parker Stacey Agdern, Amy Joe Cousins I know a lot of people um yes. I, I think jane, jane lee blair right um renee rose she does a lot of fun erotic romance and um they're really quick reads and um i just really enjoy her characters a lot um megan franton we talked about her earlier i i am like in love with why dukes fall in love i love that book so much
0: I think we might have talked about her before we started recording, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was all good. Yeah. We were talking about how much we both enjoy her company, just in case, Megan, you're listening. We were saying only good things. <laughs>
1: um, so, Charlotte Stein and Kara McKenna's yes. Way Down Deep. Oh. Um, I can't even read Kara McKenna
0: sometimes because I will just hate myself afterwards. <laughs> you hate when
1: it's over. You just, oh. like, want... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that. But as a writer, as a writer, i just like, ugh. she makes me feel so, so,
1: I don't know. It makes me think of uh, Wayne's world. I'm not worthy. I'm not not worthy. worthy. Oh my gosh. I thought about I'm not worthy so many times during RWA (laughs) with the amazing (laughs) speeches. I just, and the talks, I just, I was in awe pretty much everywhere I looked but you are worthy.
0: And I love that about RWA Aww. because everyone is, are they, they
1: No, everyone is, you yeah. are right about that.
0: I mean, we all have something to give. And I love that the message this year was, and people were not sure that for those that don't know, there was a schedule change this year and they put the golden heart finalists, um, which is an award for unpublished authors at a different a new time as so as to give them their own spotlight. And I found it just a lovely reminder of th- how important that is to the organization and to the profession, because that's what really matters that you wrote something, you finished it and you put it out there into the world. Um, you know, of course being published and all that is just, it's icing, you know, Right. It's, It's the icing and the sprinkles and the, you know, candied violets on top of the cupcake. But you don't even get there unless you have the golden heart, which is
1: the delicious cupcake.
0: How's that? Uh, How is that for a metaphor? It's totally
1: awesome. I couldn't even get into the golden hearts. That's how many people showed up. I couldn't even get in. I could not get a seat. And I, I was, I have to be honest, I was elated to see that, to be honest. Yes. Like, I wanted to see it, but I was more happy that they were a packed house. It was great. Yeah, it was really great. All right. Um, I... And go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You finish. No, I just, you know, anything category romance and novellas, because there is a ton out there, different sub-genres. And, you know, patrons lead a very busy lifestyle. Mm. And if they can just pick something up that's super quick an afternoon while the kids are at soccer practice or whatever it is, um, they, it, it, it's, I'm, I'm happy to do that i am super happy to do that and um you know you said inspirational i really want to recommend beverly jenkins has an inspirational line and it's you know it's in the you know women's fiction crossover category and um tiffany rice also has done a women's fiction crossover that she's Mm -hmm. i mean they are fantastic so talk about i'm not
0: worthy my goodness beverly jenkins on her acceptance
1: speech <laughs> oh, oh my gosh that and wasn't then, i'm not
0: worthy moment oh
1: and i'm not worthy moment and we just stood up and clapped and oh i can't even i can't even tell you beverly it was just jenkins. such a pleasure to be in that room
0: yeah for those that don't know beverly jenkins won a lifetime achievement award and um just as always brings the house down she's just a <laughs> wonderful speaker and um, another gracious, kind, giving author that, um, you know, is just, I don't know, she's a wonderful representation of what this whole genre is about.
1: That's exactly right.
0: All right. One yeah. last book recommendation, then I have some, um, some uh, lightning round
1: questions. You have one more? I recommend all the books. Okay. <laughs> like, really? No, and, <laughs> and I truly do. No, I really and truly do because we can name names and we can name categories and genres and subgenres. But again, I keep mentioning the word appeals. Everything, it has to appeal to you. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a librarian that you can talk to about it, you can always come onto social. And not just me, there is a bunch of librarians that we're all here to help you. And, you know, we can talk about what you like and what you don't like. I especially like the what you don't like. And, uh, but, but really I do, I recommend everything because it, you will find in romance, you will find something and you will fall in love with it the way that I did and the way Lindsay, you and I are talking about it. I mean, we just, we could go on for hours oh, talking about these I know we wonderful and we will. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So lightning round. Yeah, sure. Um, Ask these questions of everyone talking about, you know, preferences. Mm-hmm what do you prefer dark or milk chocolate dark okay coffee or
1: tea um coffee although i am drinking a lot more tea lately
0: yeah didn't you recommend a new tea brand to me or something on twitter oh
1: david's tea love it i
0: haven't ordered yet like i said my husband (sighs) the the tea cabinet is a source of conflict (laughs) in our relationship (laughs) Okay, do you answer your phone when it rings, or do you let it go to voicemail?
1: Um, if I'm at the reference desk, I have to let it go to voicemail, but I do typically answer my phone, yes. Okay.
0: How do you usually waste time on the internet? Twitter. <laughs> and it's not really wasting time, though. No. But Twitter. Twitter is <laughs> fine. All right, mountains or beach for your next vacation? Oh,
1: Hypothetically. wow. Oh. You know what, I'm gonna say mountains. Mm -hmm. I am gonna say mountains, because I haven't been in so long and it would be kind of dreamy. Yeah. Soda or pop? Um, It was soda growing up, but when I was in college, we called it pop. (laughs) So it depends on where I am. That's good, that's good. I go with the region.
0: That's nice. (laughs) All right, on a cover, would you pick abs, forearms, or chiseled jaw?
1: Um... Which would you reach for? Okay, I'm gonna really... I can't believe I'm saying this, but lately, it's the forearms. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to say. I know. It's it's underappreciated. I think
0: they are. All right. Are you more likely... Here we go. Are you more likely to buy a cover with the abs or the beach scene
1: with, like, the chairs and stuff? Okay. Again... Because I'm a librarian, it really depends on on what we're talking about. But if Mm -hmm. we're talking about personal, I am so going for those abs.
0: (laughs) All right. And this is the last question. It's very important. Um, What are your feelings about turning to the last page of a book first and
1: reading it? I do it all the time. Do you? yeah like that scene when uh, Harry met Sally when he just goes to the end of that Robert Ludlum book and he, <laughs> that is so me that is so me and you know because honestly and this is the, this is really how it started it's because of this huge TBR list yeah I have to see what I'm I have to see it. I have to. I have to just, like, I, I don't care. I love spoilers. I've always been, TV, movies, I love spoilers. So for me, it's not a spoiler. It's part of the enjoyment of it. But I do. I jump to the end. I do. Okay. I will give you a pass because you're a librarian. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think that that probably should be the only pass because the journey to that HEA is really the the crux of the matter you know that journey and that devastation before you get there i mean why would you want to spoil that for yourself you know on a personal level you know what i mean
0: i i i know but you know (laughs) people people are different all right so how can people they've listened to you and they want to become your next bestie um they can follow you on twitter it's What's yes. Your, what's your handle there? So
1: I'm at NBPLRomance on Twitter, and I'm also NBPLRomance on Instagram. Yes. And she po-
0: her, her Instagram feed is dangerous because I always get very thirsty and or hungry because she <laughs> posts lots of <laughs> delicious looking things all the time. She's one of those
1: people. Yeah, I'm into <laughs> the foodie and drink thing. I am.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We could have talked for a lot longer. And,
1: um, no, Lindsay, so thank fun. you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm it's such a pleasure. I'm thank you so much. I was so excited when you asked me. Really and truly my pleasure. And, um, we're going to do it again. I hope so. I look forward to it.
0: Wasn't that awesome? I love Franny so much. And I think you can tell that she loves me and what she does for a living, and sharing books with others. But thank you for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. And if you want to share your love of a book with the world, you can go to our Facebook page and leave a comment or... This is the fun part. I have an actual phone number in our show notes. Call, leave a message about a book that you loved and you want the world to know about, and I will try to play your voicemail on the air so that you can be a part of this podcast, which, after all, is all about reading and readers. This is Lindsay Emery on Women with Books. Keep reading. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank-